When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Along with Chris to my right, James to my left, my name is Ryan Chambers. We're the official Dallas Stars podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go and use that promo code THPN next time you go and use their app for special little offers from them. We thank them for being our sponsor. Hey guys, how are y'all doing today? Great. I did not know that the game was so early. I thought it was at three, but no, it was I, at one. I thought it was later too. <laughs> yeah, I, I texted both of y'all earlier and I was just like, this is, just feels weird. It, it's very weird. It, it, Don't like. Like I it almost seems like two o'clock would be fine. Like two o'clock is like a, a normal game time for a Saturday matinee, but one o'clock? This is weird. Go no, figure. No. But anyways. Dallas Stars pull out the win today, uh, three to two in overtime over the Detroit Red Wings, which they look a lot better uh, compared to the last couple of years. I'm, I'm kind of scared. I'm kind of scared with what they've got coming, what they've already got. That Bergeron kid looks really good. He was probably the best wing out there, in my opinion. But uh, what's y'all's first thoughts coming out of tonight's? I'm tonight's game. Today's game. Yeah, today's game felt a lot like the Sins game, honestly, in my opinion. The Red Wings played a really similar style, really hard forechecking. There was no room on the ice, especially in the first period when the Wings played their best. It was just, Stars couldn't go anywhere. The the Wings did a really good job, played within their system, and if they had a little bit more uh, goal-scoring power right now, not in the future, then they probably would have won this game in the first period. Yeah, I mean, I thought that that was definitely the case for uh, at least half of the game, but there was a the first part of the first period and definitely the third period, the stars were controlling a lot and getting lots of shots and just not putting them in. So Agreed. part of it for me was also we we were continuing our story from the past three games where we're just not scoring on our scoring chances. It felt like for me today that both teams started off pretty good pretty decently in the energy department, I guess I should say. 
in the first 10 minutes, it was very much back and forth. Then in the next 10 minutes in the first period, it was all Detroit. And then as the game progressed and it went on, it seemed like Dallas Dallas didn't play very well up to their potential as they could, but they just had just a little bit more energy than Detroit did. And I felt like Detroit kind of screwed themselves over with uh, not having enough energy throughout the game. So that that was just my particular opinion, but especially in the third period, you could tell that it looked like Detroit had used all their energy in the first 40 minutes and Dallas just barely had enough. So and that's what I saw. And honestly, that's what I was really hoping and banking on after I saw the first period. I was like, there's no way that they can play like they did in this first period for the whole game. There's no way. And I was hoping that that was true and it turned out to be the case. So luckily we could get away with this one. So getting into the game notes today, you guys, 300 games for Miro, 1,000 games for David Perron. Congratulations to Perron. That's a big deal. Not many players get to 1,000 games. And Detroit comes into this game having won four of the last five on the road. So that's a little scary statistic for them. And with a Dallas team that's not particularly playing on pace with what they should be, uh, they, they could be on the wrong end of this game. Thankfully, they weren't. Um. Ottinger at the very beginning of the game and throughout the first period was the best Dallas star by far in the first period. And if it wasn't for him and a couple of miscues and a couple of missed uh, shots by the Detroit Red Wings, this game could have easily been 5-1, 6-1, 4-1, whatever, after the first intermission. What do y'all think about his play in the first period? Yeah, Yeah. I thought... I thought Otter looked pretty good all night, honestly. He he looked very uh, <laughs> confident, like we saw at the beginning of the season tonight, more than anything, I thought. Yeah. His first so, period was fantastic. Yeah, and he, had, and he had some great saves in there, too. He had a, a couple of good chances on Larkin. He had one on Perron. He had another one on Berggren uh, with about five minutes remaining in the first period. But... Before we get to that Berggren chance, Larkin actually scores off of the bench. He puts the wings up one to nothing. He's the trailer, as they call it, the, the guy coming in late. It was a three-on-two. It was Miro Haskinen kind of getting caught in the offensive zone, and you know Larkin does his thing, and he gives his team the one nothing edge at the beginning. Yeah, yep. and I think Pavelski went stick-on-stick with Larkin there a little bit, and it kind of knuckled the puck a little, and... I think that might have been what fooled Otter on it, honestly. Yeah, and he got a stick on it, and it still went top corner. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty lucky. So after that goal, lots of pressure by Detroit here. They easily should have been up at least 3-1, to one, in my opinion, if it wasn't for the play of Jake Ottinger. Uh, Dallas would go on the penalty kill. It Miro would get two minutes for tripping. There's a lot of scary movement by Detroit on that power play. I thought they were going to score several times. They had multiple chances. But after the power play is actually killed off by the Dallas Stars, Garyana finally, we, we've been seeing it over the past couple of games, and he finally gets rewarded for it. He scores. He goes five hole with a great saucer pass by Mason Marchment, and it's a completely against the flow of play, in my opinion, you guys. And that goal was huge because it would end the first period only being one-to-one and considering how we played in the first period that definitely should not have been the case yeah. Yeah, definitely. and that was that was miller with that tripping by the way but yeah that's just uh, oh, that's that speed being able to push up the other direction and and get a quick chance like that and just con- converting on it so. and i'm gonna toot my own horn here the past three games when we've been saying dennis gurianov has been looking better he's been doing what i said he's going to the net and he's taking shots so 
keep on doing it and he's he's moving up the lineup too i mean we saw him yeah. with the with the ben and uh johnson line actually yeah and i thought and i thought that looked really good honestly i was surprised that none of us had even thought of anything like that before we he's just been moving between the second and fourth line this whole time when we can move delandry up to the second line if we put him on the third and that, i thought that looked great <laughs> it looked better than fox on the second line that's for sure yeah, I guess we can go ahead and talk about it, how how those lines kind of got scrambled a little bit. It happened in the third period, but let's just go ahead and talk about it while we're here. Uh, in the third period, it was actually uh, Mason Marchman, Delandry, and Sagan, who that's how the game, how the game, how the season started for the Dallas Stars, that second line. That third line, they switched Dele up. So then Gary goes up to the third line because obviously, just like us, uh, Coach Pete DeBoer is seeing some good things from Gary Onoff. He's getting slightly rewarded for it. And then we saw uh, Fox at Glenny and Kiwi back together, which that fourth line is really good. It, 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 I love seeing those three guys together. It looks so, better with Fox on the fourth line. I mean, I they agree. got more chances. I agree. So, I agree. Overall, all three lines look better. I, I don't think that Fox have played bad on the second line, but that's not no. the role that he should be playing, and he's being yeah. asked to play kinda, a role that he shouldn't be yeah. playing. Kind of what was happening is that Foxa was going in and trying to do the forecheck thing like he does on the fourth line. And then he would go to the top of the of, of the ozone and then Lindell would charge in instead of him. So it was kind of like a weird, a weird dynamic going on there. But it's it he switched back to the fourth line and it looks like he never left. Yeah, it, it felt like Sagan and Marchman wanted to pass around the zone, you know, like skilled offensive players, and then Fox just wanted <laughs> to take it to the boards every time. Like he That's does. exactly what Fox <laughs> wanted to do. <laughs> so it, it just didn't work, in my opinion. I was surprised it stayed together for so long. Hopefully that's the end of it. So ending the first period, Garyanov ends a 10-game goalless drought for him, so it's good to see him back on the score sheet. And it look, might have looked like it was offsides, and it would have been offsides last year, but with the role, new rule change, you don't have to keep your skate on the ice. So that's why it was not called offsides on the Garyanov goal, which was definitely to the benefit of the Dallas stars. And I wanted to ask you all about this. Do you think that Mason Marchment should have drawn a call there with like 10 seconds remaining in the first period? Mason Marchment should have drawn three more calls than we got in the game tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got elbowed in the face at one point too, right? Yeah. Again, yeah, again, <laughs> yeah. it's his favorite thing to do. Get elbowed in the face. <laughs> no, right. It, it, it used to be a uh, Dickinson always getting hit in the face with the puck. And now it's Mason Marchment. who's <laughs> kind of taken that role as, as instead of the puck, it's somebody else's elbow. So anyways, uh, second period, Dallas needs to be way better in this period. And just even at the beginning of the period, I just wrote that Detroit looked way more aggressive than the Dallas Stars did within the first five minutes. But slowly throughout the period, it slowly started to get better. And about 14 minutes is kind of when it started clicking. And I think you could look at the Dallas power play for the reason why the Stars started getting going. They got about three power plays in that period. Uh, it was one was from Lindstrom. Uh, Hints would get tripped, and I thought he was going to go for a uh, goodness, guys, penalty shot, but it, he didn't really ha fully have a breakaway. So and eh, whatever. And then I think it was was it Marchment that got that got yeah, nailed Marchment twice got in, the head? in the face with a double minor. Yep. So 
Yeah, four minute bad. power play for the stars they got to take advantage here and you could see the shot differential was starting to go in the stars favor they had been outshot up to this point and then ben scores on the power play go go figure that doubt that uh jamie ben would be the power play specialist this year but he gets it puts it away and he he puts the stars up two to one what y'all think of the goal yep good goal good jamie ben goal good to get the goal from the slot because the Wings forecheck was super aggressive in the defensive zone. So they were getting on our guys fast and we weren't really feeding the middle at all. And we did it one time and then he scored. So it worked out well. I wish we had done it more during that second period and got more than one goal. Also nice to break that long drought for the power play at home. Yeah. Hopefully that gets us going for more than just one for four. (laughs) So right now the Dallas stars are actually 25th in the league in power play percentage at home which is yeah. very strange and, considering how well I think they we're like five on the road yep <laughs> uh, yeah i think we're like ninth or tenth overall now too so it's 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 insane how good we are on the road we've definitely dropped off and then to end the period after a fantastic period by the dallas stars goes completely against the flow of play detroit wins the face off it goes back to the point. They take a shot, and then Perron, in his 1,000th game, gets the tip in, ties it 2-2, two to two, and all I could think of was, oh, you got to be kidding me. You absolutely got to be kidding yeah. me. You and cannot the, give up these goals. And it was the exact inverse of what we did in the first period. That's exactly <laughs> so it what all I was thinking, too. Right. It, right. That goal... That goal was a little annoying for me because Hawkenpah let Perron beat him to the front of the net off the faceoff, which... Is is frustrating, but it was it was still just a great tip in. So Hawk and Paul, you're a monster. Just push it. That's what I was thinking. That's <laughs> I'm like, how do you how are you the biggest guy on the ice and let him beat you to the front of the net like that? He outmuscled him, which is crazy. I mean, credit to him, but man, Hawk and Paul, you're bigger than that dude. He's gotta use that giraffe sized frame he's got. He's enormous. He's he's gotta use it more. So that ends the second period, tied two to two. Second period was, like you said, Chris, the complete inverse of the first period. Dallas was the better team. Now, they did get more power play opportunities, so I was a little frustrated with the fact that they didn't take advantage of it, but they looked okay on the power play. They looked okay. They looked okay. And we really drew those power play opportunities, too. Those power plays came from really good offensive play, but both times. So, Well, and it, getting hit in the face with a stick. Yeah, the, the third one, <laughs> I won't make that for, but the first two were very good. Yep. So getting into the third, this is when we we already kind of talked about it, and I'm glad we already talked about it, but it was going to be a talking point for me here. We see the lines kind of jumbled a little bit for the forwards, and we kind of already mentioned it, but I liked seeing the Ben Garyonoff johnston line together, and I was like, oh, okay, that could be kind of interesting yeah. because Ben's got a lot of chemistry with Johnston, and Gary in the past has played really well with Jamie Ben on a line. So you know maybe this is something they – We'll go back to for the next game because yes, they played okay today. They played well enough to win, but I felt like they should have dominated this game if they're going to be one of the best teams in the league. And yeah. that was the, just the a past, feeling. The past three games, the forwards have really struggled to score, is what it feels like. And and it's not due to lack of chances, like James was saying. We just haven't found somebody else to put the puck in the net since Jason Robertson cooled off from being the surface temperature of the sun. So. <laughs> Moving those bottom three lines around definitely should help that. And I think the 
the biggest change with moving Gurry to that third line is that it moved Elandria up to the second line, and that made the second line look really dangerous, and they had probably the best chance on the night that wasn't scored. Yeah, the beginning of the season, the second line was rivaling the first line and how good they were. So, yeah, like like seeing that again. You gotta think Delandrea is gonna get rewarded at some point, right? He, he's slightly getting I, rewarded, but I he's can't not. believe Huso saved that goal. Yeah. It was that was an insane save. That was the best save of the night on Delandrea. And that's what I was kind of getting at is the the fact that the stars they they didn't look fantastic in the third period, but they looked better than the Red Wings, and they were getting chance after chance after chance, and there was like nothing going, you know, yeah. towards Ottinger. Yeah. Ottinger was bored down yeah. there. And Huso was fantastic in the third period, the same way Ottinger was fantastic in the first. So this whole game was like just a lot of flip-flops. <laughs> hey, hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into even bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And then Razor and Josh kind of started talking about this startling statistic. Thankfully, it hasn't, you know, made them suffer all that much, the Stars. But they talked about that Dallas has only had a lead two out of the last 11 games going into the third period. When at the beginning of the season, it seemed like that's the only thing the Stars could do is have a multi-goal lead going into the third period. So... Yes, it's good to know that, as we've seen in the past two weeks or so, maybe even three weeks, that we can score in bunches in the third period and you know tie up a game or go to overtime and get the extra point or whatever. But I really would like to see the Stars maybe dominate in the first and second period like they did earlier in the season. Well, yeah. I, I think that you're not wrong about that, but also the fact that we just won back-to-back overtime games after losing five straight is is showing that the team's really growing because of that. So it's not great that we're having to do that two or nine out of the last 11 games, but it's great that now we're winning those games. That's what I was about to say. I, for me, it's a net positive because we can win games in a myriad of ways now, which at the beginning of the season, we were worried. We were like, hey, we're not winning any one-goal games. Boom, back-to-back. Two, two, for two games, we got one-goal game wins. So doing very, it's very good to see them win in a myriad of ways. And I am excited about that, but if I'm going to be devil's advocate here, look at who look at who we've played the past two games. We played Ottawa the Senators, who have really struggled out of the gate, even though they're playing better. But, and we played yeah. Detroit, who, I mean, despite but, them being... Go ahead, James. But again, that, that that's two bad teams that were starting to look better. Yeah. Like, they were in good stretches of their games. It's not like we were playing them, like, after they fall, fell off right at the beginning of the season. It's It's... They're starting to look better, and we were still able to scrap out wins against them. I wouldn't say the Red Wings are a bad team at all. They have a winning NHL record. They're in a wild card spot. They're a playoff team. They're a good team. 
You're trashing them for no And they have Billy no, Husso. Hey, I'm just being... <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to be... <laughs> hey, I, I'm, just being, I'm just being devil's advocate here. I'm not saying I agree with some people on Twitter, but hey, I'm just I'm saying... I'm just saying you call a bad team, and that's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> what did I say at the beginning? I said that Detroit has looked really good, and they're going to look really scary over the next decade. And you called them bad. <laughs> well, anyways... Uh, Philandria gets that opportunity, like we talked about. Robo would hit the post with 30 seconds left. I'm like, oh, if only. And Razor with the quote of the night, preschool teacher patience. I love that. Absolutely love that. We go to overtime. Second time in as many games for the Dallas Stars. For the first two and a half minutes, absolutely nothing happened. Yeah. The Red Wings <laughs> Detroit... just skated it back and forth. <laughs> yeah. And it literally led to one shot which ended up being blocked and sent up into the rafters. Yeah. Boring. It, I'm I'm so annoyed at the past two overtimes we've had because <laughs> both of them have been the other team winning the first face-off, skating around for two minutes, and then sending it out of play, getting nothing. It, it's been so boring. And, and Razor talked about how they need to add something to stop that from happening, and I'm going to bring up my proposal that I think is genius. They need to add the, the half-court violation like they have in basketball just over time so once you cross the red line you're not allowed to go back you can go back across the blue line but then you're trapped in your little square and so i think if you go across the red line of your own volition then it should be face off in your own zone and that's what we should do to to fix it because it's stupid that whole first two and a half minutes was the most boring hockey of the night and it was three on three overtime come on yeah and i don't have as much of a problem with it if the other team actually gets a good chance off of it but more often than not, they don't. <laughs> they weren't trying. They weren't trying no, they to weren't. get into I mean, the zone. Yeah, our, our our players were out there for two minutes, and we weren't even covering them, and they were still skating it out of out yeah. of the offense. They zone. were just trying to waste the clock and get either a perfect chance or get the last chance. That was all they were doing. It's so lame. Look at us complaining about a overtime where we actually won. <laughs> I'll complain because it's annoying. I know this is why I have a podcast. Right. This is this is what (laughs) I'm I'm not disagreeing with you at all because yes, there needs to be something done, but I don't know what the answer is. Maybe we can talk about that more Wednesday night too. Half court violation, Chris says. Go back to four on four overtime. No, (laughs) no, no. no, (laughs) We just keep flipping it back and forth. We just keep flipping it back and forth until someone figures it out. Wait, how about two on O goalie shootouts? Yeah, nice. there you Only go. Goals. <laughs> Anyways, Lundqvist scores uh, a guy who couldn't deserve it more with how he's been playing ever since being scratched. He gets his goal off of his only shot of the game. And again, it's Mason Marchment who has the pass. So he's important in this game, gets two primary assists. It's a two on one for Dallas. Absolute great play there. Lundqvist goes five hole. Dallas gets the second point. What'd y'all think of the overtime period other than the whole boring crap at the beginning? That was the the whole thing, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) That was the entire thing. Was that the the Red Wings skated around for however long, didn't even get a chance. We got the puck for 10 seconds, got a chance and scored on it. Yeah, pretty much. Maybe that's what we need to do from now on. I'm, I'm joking here, by the way. We just need to let them win the faceoff, let them run out the clock for four and a half minutes, and then get a chance with 30 seconds remaining in the, in and, overtime. And by the way, <laughs> that first faceoff, Larkinen was completely all the way over the red dot, and they didn't call him on it. Right. Yeah. Ben so was that pissed. was that was that was really frustrating. 
that was probably the more frustrating thing to me, honestly, is that he won it like that. And then they had the puck for two and a half minutes. All right, guys, uh, what happened in today's game? What's your biggest takeaway out of this or what's something positive, negative you can think of? My biggest takeaway is that Ottinger beat Huso and the Stars just have more skill than the Red Wings. And that's what it really came down to, I feel like. I thought we played pretty evenly throughout the night and those two things gave the Stars the edge. I thought Otter had a great night. I think that uh, especially now with, with it wasn't just uh, his save percentage and stuff in this game. It was how he looked in the game. He looked calm like he had been before and he was making smart plays and he was staying in position. I don't think there was one point in time where I thought he was out of position for a shot. I mean, it, it looked great tonight. He played very well again tonight. I just wish he would control his rebounds just a little bit. That's it. Uh, I mean, he's he, everything else he's doing is fantastic. And what he's been doing the past, I'd say, three games, the last three games he's been in, he's played fantastically. Um, I want to get on Marchman a little bit too, though. Marchman has looked really good. And obviously with the two points tonight, uh, primary assist, he looked great. Um, Garyanov looked great tonight as well. Obviously, with the goal completely against the flow of play in the first period, but he's using that speed again, and he needs to continue to use that speed. Um, I can't think of anything else other than that. So let's just get it. Let's just get into our uh, biggest winner and biggest loser. What'd y'all think? I'll give uh, my biggest winner to Lundqvist just because of how he responded to being scratched, the homestand that he had. Uh, and the, the points that he got after playing so well. I mean, just a great response from him to a tough situation. So very happy with Lindquist. I think he's going to be good for the Stars for a while. Yeah. I'm going to go with Marchment. He had the most shots on the night with five. He he couldn't get one to go in, but he had those two pretty sick primary assists. Yeah. So he had great. a great night. I'm going to give mine to Mr. Dennis Garyanoff because he finally gets rewarded. And he's finally been using his speed for the past, especially three games. I'd say maybe four games, mostly the last three games. We've really seen him use that speed. He needs to continue to use it, and he will get rewarded more often than not. And he got rewarded today by getting to play with Ben and Johnston, which, I mean, in some cases, they've been better than our second line has. So that's that's important for Gary Onoff, and I hope we see him continue that trajectory. Um, who's your biggest loser tonight? I'm not giving a biggest loser to anyone. I thought this game was honestly really well played by both teams. And it was overall pretty solid from our full roster, I thought. I'll give my big I'll take a biggest loser. That's a that's a cop out, James. I hate that. Uh <laughs> my biggest loser is Foxa. I don't think he played good enough to be on the second line at all. Um I didn't like it there at any point in time, and he's off of it now. I'm happy about that. I but but I mean when he moved back to the fourth line, I still thought he looked Amazing on the fourth line. I don't so. think it was him. I think it was Kivy and Glendinning. Fox is Say stealing glory. <laughs> I'm going to give my biggest loser to the start time of this game. It sucks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, cool. I'm just kidding. I like that. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, it, it It's hard to pick one tonight because like, like y'all, like you said, James, uh, I'll, I'll agree with you and I'll cop out too. And Kristen can hate me for it, but both teams played well today. They did. And I'm excited to see how the Red Wings go, you know, over the course of the next two, three, four years, because they're going to be a powerhouse. They're going to be very scary. Uh, but the Stars do take advantage today, and they get the win. So anything else that we need to talk about 
this afternoon, the you guys, before we close upcoming it Upcoming road trip looks scary. Uh, Monday, we have Pittsburgh, who's playing very well this season. Then the day after, we're playing the best team in hockey, the Devils, uh, yeah. on a back-to-back. Then but we get a little okay, break. because they lost to the Islanders, so now it we can beat them, too. Yes, exactly. They're in a slump now. <laughs> exactly. That's what it is. It's a slump. Yeah, it's a right. one-game slump. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> and then you got the Canes on Saturday after you play the Capitals, so tough week upcoming. You're going to have to – I would say if we get half, we'd be happy. I agree with you on that assessment there because especially with Carolina, who has been pretty steady the whole season, Pittsburgh is on a hot streak right now. They've been very up and down all season. And, uh, yeah, the Devils have just been fantastic this year. I don't know where that came from, but they're doing fantastic. So we'll see how they do in this upcoming road trip this upcoming week. So, well, go guys, we'd appreciate it. If you guys would go and check out StarcasticAmarkShop.com, Check out all the latest merch options from us. There are no bath curtains, unfortunately. Toiletry bags. There's uh, no toiletry bags. Bathroom waste baskets. There's no there's no shower waste caps. There's no shower caps. <laughs> and then go Why go not? Ch- Why not? Why not? Why not? And, and also go ahead and check out StarcasticRemarks.com, our brand new website we've had for just a little while. It's a cool website. It is very cool. Very cool. What do y'all need to needs to write a blog post instead of just me? Because I, I get chewed out man. all the time. I get chewed out all the time for my blog post. So, man, people like to argue on a blog post, man. They do, they do. Anyways, along with Chris and along with James, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever y'all are listening. Christian, take us out. GG boys. See you guys later.